Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. That means you are definitely listening to Tipping Point. I am Stephen Platinum, and uh, and I'm joined by Larry Goodman on the Wheels of Steel. I like saying that, the Wheels of Steel, um, an expression that will no doubt be lost to Generation iPhone. How are you doing tonight, Larry? Hey, look on the bright side. At least I'm not doing this show from a Stairmaster machine. You know, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> That's true. I'm more of an elliptical man myself. So, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> we, let me extend an apology to our listeners for last week, if you made it through that show with the um, uh, horrible background noise. Um, thank you. If you did, if you did suffer through, I, I found it very difficult myself to to, to uh to, I, I don't know if it sounded as bad to the folks listening. I hope it didn't, but I'm afraid it did. <laughs> it sure did. Um, I, um, in tribute to that, actually, I'm just going to hop my kids up on Jolt Cola and then just have them play around me with uh, various musical <laughs> instruments. Um, so, uh, Larry, you know, we since Tipping Point is every other week, um, we, we kind of rapidly, we're, we're already, I mean, we're right at the cusp of February, and I thought, amongst other things, there's lots of great stuff to talk about. Um, but uh, one of the things I would like to do later on was to talk about what are stories developing in uh, Georgia wrestling specifically that we're looking forward to. Um, I think, you know, the groups will rise, groups will fall. Um, and, you know, we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, the, now, I got to hear about this show that was a cluster. I love a good, and then this disaster of a show happened. So, Kit, is it cool if you uh, sort of set that up for us? Because I didn't even know about it when you mentioned it earlier. Well, what uh, Steve is referencing here is the uh, Fight for the Mind 2 show that took place in Murfreesboro last Friday night, which was a also, although it was delayed, was an iPay-per-view. Uh, it, it the the i pay-per-view portion was on a delayed basis so i believe it was supposed to originally air on saturday night because of the problems with the show it wound up not actually uh being available through fight tv until sunday but never fear it did air although uh my understanding is only one match had commentary when, the, when it did actually air on iPay-Per-View and that the lighting was pretty rough. But in any case, this um, uh, was a, you know, this was a fundraiser uh, for, for a very good cause. And it was the second time around on it. And they had booked um, Tommy Dreamer, Tracy Smothers, uh, Tom Pritchard, Jim Cornette. Mm. Um, Damien Dami- Wayne was on the show, Chase Stevens. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, they had they had some talent for this show, and it the the um, 
person behind the show, connecting again back to our show last week, was a person that worked for uh, Arcadian, both in the office and as a referee, by the name of Shooter Storm. Right. Yeah, I'm familiar with Shooter Storm. He's a guy um, that I see a lot here in Florida. Oh, really? And, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shooter Storm is a guy that I would just see out and about uh, at different shows I would go to. Sort of, you, you know, it's one of those things where everybody likes him and respects him, but he's sort of the whipping boy, too. They all make fun of him, but, you know, you could tell he's been around, been there, and done that. When they, I was at the uh, Steel Horse show. It was recently the sort of anniversary <laughs> of the Steel Horse show where, uh, t- you know, Tommy Thatcher uh, gave him a shot because uh, Steel Horse had sort of roughed him up in the match in a stupid way and then steel horse called the cops i was actually at that show because i was managing vordell walker and uh, shooter storm was there as well so he, he's a guy that i've actually seen quite a bit around but anyway you were saying yes yeah so um there was a, a picture that has made was posted online i probably need to put this up on uh, gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com if folks haven't seen it, but apparently the the wing the the ring had wooden side supports. Uh, I'd never seen that before. I don't know if you have, but yeah, wooden side. <laughs> yeah, okay. So terrible. The show was, yeah, the show was the the um, dark match was at seven thirty, and the ring broke, and they had to completely take the ring apart. I mean, completely take it apart. And reconstruct it while, with, while the show was in progress. And evidently, it, it continued to break two, three, four times the, the ring broke. So, I mean, at least that some sort of repair had to make, be made after every match for the first part of the show. Um, so it, it was supposed to, you know, run, you know, till I don't know. 10 o'clock or 10.30. It wound up running until 11.15. Um, I believe that Cornette, they did a fan fest. Cornette was, was there for the fan fest, but he was also supposed to do commentary. Well, he got pissed and left. Um, so he was not on commentary. Tom Pritchard also was not happy about this running so long because he was scheduled for the main event, and this show was dragging on forever, so he left. Yeah. So guess who took Pritchard's spot in the main event? Who did? Which is one, just one, one guess. One guess. I can't wait to hear George, who. Well, okay. Well, well-known Georgia personality. Chris Nelms? Yes! Bingo! Oh, oh my it. God, really? <laughs> yes. I was like, pull the worst name imaginable out of my ass. And so it goes. Yeah, you can't have the apocalypse if the seventh seal is not opened. So, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Proud of me. Oh, yeah. No. So, so what did this main event end up being? What was what was well, the match? It, it was the they combined because it was running so long. They combined it what was supposed to be two tags into an eight man, and uh, with Nelms taking Pritchard's spot, and it was the Slambinos and Smothers and Nelms and golly, I don't even know who was on the other side against him, or if that was even the sides, but it, they made it, made it an eight-man, and supposedly it was a pretty pretty good all-over-the-ring brawl, all-over-the-building kind of brawl thing, and that, that was the matches itself was good, and actually, the reports on the actual matches were good. Uh, Chris Michaels and uh, Chase Stevens did, you know, 20, 25-minute match, and, you know, they're always good, so you, the match quality wasn't the problem. The other kind of interesting thing is they, um, they ran out of uh, any kind of soft drinks, but they were selling these um, Canna energy drinks, these these hemp oil infused drinks. This was in the National Guard. So, so this was in the National Guard Armory. So they had these cans with the marijuana leaves on them. So your choice was either tap water or the marijuana energy drink. Those were your choices. <laughs> It's like living in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you can drink the water, man, or you can have this thing with the hemp oil. Wow. 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 So so the show was 
the show is complete with a number of promos cut on Leah Hulin because you know the, there were folks associated with her were at this show, folks associated with her promotion, and they did uh, draw. They did wind up drawing. Reports seem to indicate probably they had about two seventy five oh, uh, or so, somewhere around there. So yeah, it just never ends, you know. Ooh. Man, that's something else. What was the money raised for? Oh, golly. I'll tell you. Mm. For for brain mm. disease of some type. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a good, yeah, it was a the, good the one that The it, one that makes guys promote shows, apparently. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, this is the, this, they had done this show in, in uh, Murfreesboro last year. I don't think that Shooter Storm was the one behind it last year. Um. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So that's that was kind of a fun, uh, well, not so. I guess kind of a fun thing. Another. Oh, it's uh, fun if you weren't involved. Sure, yeah. Kind of a oh, the other guys in the main was uh, King Shane Williams was in the main, and they okay. had a, 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 a barbarians, but not the real barbarians. I don't know who these barbarians were. Right. But they had guys right. billed as barbarians. Oh, it's for it Just was for bar- Alzheimer's. Gotcha. To benefit gotcha. Alzheimer's. So, um, on another um, kind of sad note, um, apparently former, uh, well, I guess he still is a trainer at OVW. Rip Rogers um, <gasps> mm-hmm. has a go has a GoFundMe started because he's so down on his uh, luck. Apparently, wow. And um, he still uh, has a training class at. OVW, but of course, you know, how much could you be making for doing a training class at OVW? And he, he works at like a, or at least he did, he's reported to Lee worked for a long time at like a, at a 7-Eleven store in Indianapolis. So why he's so much further down in his luck now, I, I don't know. But Roger, go how much money, going. how much money did that guy draw in like the Portland? I can't even mm-hmm. wrap my mind around the fact that that guy's broke. Larry, um, can you believe, I mean, it was just a few short years ago that OVW was one of my favorite things to watch, you know, um, and what what's the current, how would you describe the sort of current state of OVW? I mean, OVW, you know, in its heyday, a developmental territory, um, how, I mean, basically the big money draws of the modern age came out of OVW. I mean, the, the Cena's and the, you know, Brock Lesnar and Randy yeah. Orton and, 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 and where's OVW at now? I mean, I, I can't even remember the last time I thought about OVW, if I'm being honest. I know. I, I think it's just basically another indie now. Um, I, I, I don't follow it anymore. I mean, I, every once in a while I look at the results that Brian Slack posts and I see, you know, not that, you know, that doesn't seem like they have any, any great talent there anymore. So it seems like it's definitely falling on some hard times. Whew. Speaking of a place that fell on hard times, but perhaps is back on the rise, you were at Why We Wrestle last weekend. Oh, nice, nice segue. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it definitely um, – you know, if you, if you folks saw my report or if you didn't see my report, it's definitely uh, things are definitely on the upswing there. Um, good good show, definitely much better atmosphere both in the back and out in the cr- and in the crowd. Um, you know, it was it was fun to be there. The you know we weren't freezing our asses off in there. They had the heaters going, just lovely. You know, um, yeah. But one of the big things coming out of there is that the return of the Friday night shows which you were a staple of the anarchy era of, uh, or the wild side era, excuse me, of that building mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. Um, they're bringing him back uh, under the NCW banner. Start, starting on March oh. 3rd, they're going to be running every every Friday night for, for, with $5 admission, with the, the kicker being that it will be none of the talent that appears on the uh, Why We Wrestle Saturday night shows will be on the Friday night shows. It'll be... Um, you know, young guys wanting to learn, gaining experience with um, some veteran leadership provided by Simon Sermon and Ryan Michaels, is my understanding. 
Well, let me let me get this out right out at the beginning, because, you know, it's the kind of thing where people are going to chime in and, you know, everyone's going to have an opinion. Here's mine. And, and it's the correct one. There is no drawback to these Friday night shows before somebody says something, you're going to burn out the crowd and you're going <sighs> to, they need, um, I, I mean, I love the sort of ape relationship that APW had with anarchy. It was great, but those two towns are not near each other. And I, I just feel like <sighs> there's so much that's good about it. Um, and I mean, that building, not that I should discuss finances, but I'm going to, that, that building's already a sunk cost. You're paying X amount of dollars to rent it for a month and to not do more shows in there. You almost seem remiss to not take opportunities to make a little money. If those Friday night shows guys aren't getting paid and are just doing those shows for the experience and to show that they're worthy to get into the Saturday shows, I really don't see a drawback, um, certainly hearkening back in that building to the days of the Friday night shows where, you know, Jason Cross and AJ Styles would mix it up and Air Paris. I, I don't, I really don't see a negative to any of that. It, 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 it again helps that building become a place where people can learn. Um, and again, they're doing a good job. I think not having the Saturday the, the basically the guys who wrestle on the main show be on that show. So I, I really don't see a drawback. Is there something I'm not thinking of? No, I don't, I don't either. I mean, since the costs are basically fixed for the building to open it up on Friday night, to give guys a chance to get some experience in the ring in front of whatever people will come on Friday nights. I don't think it hurts what they're doing on Saturdays. Cause you're not going to see any of those guys. The other stipulation is that they will not be, using any people that uh, are in at APW and Royston. So, you know, they're not mm. going to be messing, messing with APW either. So I, I don't really see the downside to it. Um, and, you know, it's a way for guys to get some, get some, well, you know, very much needed experience. Um, you know, that's a, I think there, maybe there, this is the right place to, what, what are your predictions or what are you looking forward to um, possibly with, why we wrestle for 2017, and I guess we can say NCW on those Friday night shows. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and answer something first to give you a little time to think. So, um, here's here's my here's I'll I'll put something that I hope, something that I expect to happen, and something that I um and something that I'm afraid will happen. That's a good way to do it, right? Um, something I hope will happen. They get rid of the Why We Wrestle name. Number one on my list, that is something that I hope happens. Get rid of that fucking name. Um, the thing that I hope happens, um, the thing that I hope happens is that the relationship with Rick Michaels as the promoter um, and, uh, and Dan as the booker is uh, harmonious. I hope people don't feel the need to sort of impose on one another's job. Does that make sense? Like I hope Rick kind of lets Dan do his thing on the Saturday shows and sort of contents himself uh, with running those Friday shows. I think Dan is in a really good groove. I think morale is probably really high. I mean, when you have 125 people in the building instead of 60, 70, 80, clearly Rick is doing his job as a promoter. And I just think it just behooves them to sort of keep that going. Um, what I'm afraid is going to happen is somebody's ego is going to get in the way of the act. Uh, and, and I don't know if that's the, uh, you know, the supposed owner feeling the need to save face, um, you know, by not, but by, you know, because Rick and Dan are getting all the, the lion's share of the credit along with guys like Jeff or, or what, but I, I think that's the thing that will take this down is somebody's ego getting in the way of just rebuilding that place and doing good shows where guys, new guys can learn. So that's my predictions and hopes and fears for uh, why we wrestle in NCW. Do you have anything uh, to add, Larry? Well, the, the, the number one thing I want is the same thing you do, is to get rid of that name. Um, the, 
in in my hope column, I am yeah. hoping that they do an outstanding job with this NWA Wild Side reunion show. That they've they've given some breathing room to uh, yeah. put it together to get line up the people to, to the talent to get there, and that's what I'm uh, hoping for and looking forward to is that that really comes off well. It deserves to come off well. Yeah, I mean, I mean another overall hope is that you know when you're attending shows that you're having a good time. I, I I recently commented to somebody about wrestling in general that I mean like I think they need to always remember and this is WWE TNA Ring of Honor that ultimately you want people to enjoy the experience. And I think sometimes that gets lost in the midst of whatever agenda people have on a wrestling show but at the end of the day people are paying to be entertained and people need to keep in mind what that word means to be entertained um to be stimulated to be interested in what's going on um that you're connecting with the people who are paying to watch those shows um cool you you know um just on that entertainment thing i took my nephew to an atlanta hawks game uh, mm. A couple weeks ago, and I hadn't been to an Atlanta Hawks game in a number of years. And what one of the things that really struck me was how they went all out to make it entertaining all night long. Whether it was the basketball, yeah. whether it was the halftime, what was going on before, after, in between everything, it was nonstop entertainment on some level. And you know, obviously, <laughs> independent wrestling can't do that. Um, you know, you don't have the Atlanta Hawks budget, but it just was—it was just interesting to see the the change in 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 that, just making an overall entertainment experience. I mean, I—you're I, right about the Atlanta Hawks budget. At the same time, I think they're just adopting the mentality of we want people to know that they're in good hands and that there's something, a little something for everybody. Like the Super Bowl is happening, uh, obviously this Sunday. And I could not think of two teams that I would want to be in the Super Bowl less than the Patriots and the Falcons. I am dreading what half of my Facebook feed will look like no matter which team wins. (laughs) I'm fucking dreading it, Larry. But What's funny is, though, I am of the the least amount of interest possible to watch it. I'm still going to, but my daughters and my wife are thrilled. I'm like, they're just like, you know, whether it's, oh, my God, Lady Gaga is going to be the halftime show and they're spending $15 on it, the most ever, or the commercials or like the Super Bowl really does sort of encapsulate what's great because more often than not, that game is a terrible game itself. But, you know, if it's a great game, that's a huge bonus and it's wonderful, but it really is just sort of the experience of being a part of something bigger than yourself that's so stinking American, Um, and that's part of the joy and revelry of the Super Bowl. And, you know, and indie shows obviously are indie shows, but there are places that show you a good time. And I think that's reflected in the leagues that have managed to have success and maintain it, um, led by, first and foremost, Peach State. Um, So Peach State, um, Larry, a hope, um, a prediction, and something you would be concerned about. Either one of those or three of those, all three of those. Peach State. Um. Well, my my fear would be that they'll it'll be tough to live up to the standards they set over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Um, it's a pretty high bar they've now set for themselves. Um, I would, you know, my fear, I guess, playing on that, like, we'll, we'll get the negative thing out of the way first. I'm afraid they're just going to keep turning the underwear inside and out instead of washing it or getting a new pair. Like, there, Peach State's always sort of thrived on, and this goes back years, right? They've kind of thrived on doing a somewhat limited roster and and seeing a lot of the same faces 
again and again and again. And while there is a familiarity to that and it lends itself to some great storytelling over the years, there's also the idea that of, st- of like staying with a pat hand, I guess, or mm-hmm. recycling stuff. And I don't know how well they'll be served. Maybe financially it won't matter. Like, you know, maybe their crowd will be cool with that. I don't know if artistically I would be as interested in that reading the shows. Then again, they're not running shows, so I can be interested in reading the show reports, of course. But to me, it's sort of a reflection of they've got the position as the, as the number one. And I'm curious if it's just going to be kind of like, more of the same, which again is still head and shoulders above most everybody else. But I, I don't know. I love, I love places that sort of strive um, and try to do more and try to surprise us in that thing. You know, having, having Bill Barron's be a heel manager um, has paid huge, huge dividends. And I'm curious to see what other personalities in Georgia wrestling we can see sort of under a, a, a in a different way, in a different light, um, in order to give those shows sort of a fresh, constantly moving feeling. Well, along those lines, I would like to see them de- uh, develop a new star. And I mm-hmm. mean, they've had new stars come in, but basically they've been st- – people that were pretty well established in other places and came in and just continued on with great work at Peach State. Not like a home-growing star. I, maybe I'm missing something, but I'm not really thinking of too many that have been like homegrown within uh, Peach State that have really you know, risen to the top of their, of their cards. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's certainly out of Rick Michael's depth by any stretch. No. Uh, I no. think those Friday night shows, uh, the NCW shows are going to, you know, they're going to find some diamonds there. They're going to find some guys that either slim is training or other people are training and they'll really get a chance to see who's got the goods and who they can maybe give a push to and, and uh, try some stuff out with and try some new gimmicks with. And um, yeah, that is, that's exciting stuff. I'm I'm always down when stuff is fertile um, again, you know, PCW is my point of reference and those early shows were comprised of my students almost entirely. And there was something really great about constantly having new guys to put in there and that kind of thing. So um, something that I uh, I'm looking forward to with Peach State is they they have kind of mastered the notion of how to do big shows. Um, you know, they have three or four big shows a year, and they they really knock them out of the park. So I'm curious this year how they're going to take those things and ramp them up even more, because I have no doubt that that's going to happen. Yeah, because um, if I'm remembering correctly, last year they did not bring in uh... – outside talent for their big shows. Right. Um, and I wonder if they're going to follow that this year or go back to bring try, bringing in some more big-name outsiders for their big shows or, or exactly how they're going to do that. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that how that plays out with them. Um, you know, yeah, and, and, just and, in terms of hmm. – go ahead. No, no. I was no. just going to say that uh, – and, and, you know, I think it's, they also benefit from the fact that things in West Georgia – I mean, it wasn't all that long ago that people were sort of lamenting. There's too many crappy shows in West Georgia and blah, blah, blah. All that feels like it's sort of shaken itself out. I think that there's, there's definitely a hierarchy and a pecking order. I don't think there's – I don't think anybody's questioning whether UIW – is competing with Peach State anymore. I, I, I just feel like all those questions have sort of been answered. And, you know, there's other shows around, but none of them really matter. So, yeah, I think that's also good. It seems like everybody's focus at Peach State's exactly where it should be. Yeah, I mean, Steve, there's always Whitesburg, right? I think they got two, three <laughs> different promotions running in Whitesburg. There's always um, Whitesburg. Yeah, That'll be the name of yeah. my novel. I, I, <laughs> I, I hope to make it through life without seeing any of them, but in Whitesburg, but there are several of them out there. You, on, in more general terms for things coming up in Georgia wrestling, one of the things I'm curious to see is how mm-hmm. things shake out in North Georgia with uh, Georgia Premier um, 
seemingly going for a higher profile, both with the you know the No Limits show, which of course this is their second year for that one, where they're bringing in uh, Jeff Hardy, and then following that up the, yeah. the next week with that mixed tag tournament. Are we going to see bigger and better things throughout the year from Georgia Premier? Well, you know, they, they definitely have the foundation that you need, which is they got guys running it who know what they're doing, and they got a guy who's willing to put up the money. And so that's always the foundation that everybody wants um, to breed success. So, yeah, we're going to see if, they be, if Georgia Premier Wrestling isn't, this will sound mean, but I'll say it. They're sort of like a B-list show in the sense that they don't really cross my mind. And can they get to that place where we're talking about them all the time because they're doing really great stuff? Um, That's an interesting question. Um, Here's another one. Is there going to be a promotion? I'll I'll get your prediction on this. Is there going to be a promotion that starts, that basically has its inception in 2017 that sort of captures the imagination. Um, Or maybe it doesn't have to start in 2017. Maybe it's a promotion that's always been sort of derided that manages to come up. Um, Is, for instance, New Generation, who had their first really successful show recently. I mean, it's an unqualified success are they going to be able to maintain that and become a topic of discussion instead of just sort of like an offhand joke? Um, I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts about new well, generation? I mean, I don't know about you, but I was stunned when I heard that they drew a legit, you know, 180, 200 and yeah. put on a pretty good show. No, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly where I was going. Could new generation be a, force in middle of Georgia where we really haven't had that in, in recent years. Um, could that really happen? Um, I mean, I think we should get some pretty good clues on their next show. If can they follow it up and with another good crowd in February? Yeah. I mean, there's definite red flags. I mean, Roger Davis is a moron and he's their champion. So is this just a bullshit vanity promotion that happens to have a couple of good guys who had sort of given him advice, whether that was Teddy Long or whatnot? Um, Or can they actually transform themselves into something else? Very rare is the promotion that really is a vanity promotion that becomes something greater, but it's certainly not impossible. So we'll have to see. I mean, and I I have a prediction that I think, I think AWN is going to kind of make itself into a bigger deal. I mean, I heard more about AWN last year than I had previously, um, and so I'm curious to see if they can kind of keep making noise as well. Well, and what, is, what does the new ownership mean, if anything, for um, them having a higher profile with uh, Dennis Gale coming in as the new owner and money person there? Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was, the one, he was the one behind the Continental uh, shows the last couple of years, the ones that ran down there in Dothan, and I think he ran that one down in South Georgia after that. And, um, you know, what does that mean? The guy's been around a long time. Um, might be an interesting guest at some point in our show to have Dennis Gale yeah. to, to ask him about. about I, I think between did. him and uh, getting Big Biz on <laughs> before the Wildside <laughs> reunion show, I just want, I've heard so many things about Big Biz and never met him. So I'm just dying to talk to that guy. What um, a character. Yeah. Anyway, but we hey, you know, another uh, another news story is uh, speaking yeah. of uh, new generation. New generation is now the, uh, of course, associated with AIWF, and oh. uh, Charles Anschutz has relinquished the AW, AIWF uh, association for uh, Southern Fried. They're no longer an AIWF promotion. Um, not that that really means a whole lot as far as I'm concerned, but it is. Well, I actually, I think it means something symbolically, which is smart, which is let's, well, let's talk about Southern fried. Um, My hope is that, that they sort of parlay this sort of honeymoon with Todd and Charles into producing shows of significance. And I, I and I mean I'm leaving that ambiguous for a reason. Um, Southern Fried was co-promotion of the year 
year before last. I think that's correct, right? And, you know, last year, it wasn't a, a failure by any stretch, but certainly it did uh, – Southern Fried, I don't think, um, was perceived as – like one of the like tippy top promotions in Georgia that it, it sort of slipped into this. Well, it's, it's a show that's got some good matches and good wrestling, but nothing like what, what's the angle that everybody talked about? I don't, I, I, I would be hard pressed to think of it beyond like backbone stuff in the earlier part of the year. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do, especially if Charles has taken on partners for real I mean, are they going to still try to do these shows in other towns that seem like they've kind of netted them sort of middling mixed results? Are they going to just bear down in Monroe and and try to make that a thing uh, on a big scale again? I'm cu- I don't know. I'm curious. But it, it's weird to think that a promotion that once sort of regularly drew in between the three and four hundreds um, drew far less and seemed very distracted and scattered at times last year. Well, and I'm, my hope right now for Southern Fried is that they can recover from this admittedly rough start uh, for 2017 that was largely not of their own making. Of course, their first show was on the ice storm weekend. Then they got canceled out of a uh, venue problem and couldn't run Buford as they planned and wound up running on against the football playoff games on Sunday and drawing like mm, 70 people. So they're not taking the offensive flying start this year. So, yeah, I mean, that was just a a sign of sort of, I I mean, I just felt like that was just bad decision-making. Sometimes you just got to bite the bullet. I mean, at PCW, we, I mean, we famously ran shows at midnight in ice storms and all this stuff, but uh, I believe it was the time right before I had my last match with Shane Marks. Um, we had a show at the Actors Express Theater, um, but that's when the ice storm hit. And we just canceled the show, you know, and at some point, we're, well, we could maybe move it to this venue. And to me, that just seemed insane. Like, you just have to, sometimes you just have to accept things for what they are and, and move to the next thing. But again, all that comes with experience. And Southern Fried, as big a noise as they've made off and on through the like two or three years, I got to remember, they're they're still pretty new at this. And And Todd, you know, um, I mean, those Southern Fried shows, I don't know about you, I look at those posters and I think Todd has definitely made his mark. There's his guys on this mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. but what's going to be the thing, and this sounds so harsh, but I mean, I'm me, um, why am I going to go see the show? Um, like Judas is great, but what are you going to do that's different? I, I mean, do I want to watch Judas wa- wrestle, you know? touching my coochie i don't like uh, not really um well i'm now i'm gonna take the other side on that one in the sense of that yeah please judas is new to monroe or relatively new i mean, maybe he's been there before once i maybe not at all um right but so is bringing in this guy who clearly looks like a big league star and yeah. somebody they haven't seen and matching up against some of their uh big monster guys that could be interesting it, it, it would be it is something different from Monroe yeah and, and so like I, I think the addition of Todd and sort of his inclinations could be a really positive thing um, so that's that's another league to look at now I'm going to name a league uh, that's going to require a little thought AWE what's going on um, what are hopes fears and expectations. Um, I'll, I'll say one. AWE, um, on top of everything else, the, I would use the word tumultuous. Like, are they, you know, there were questions on whether they were going to close or not and, and all this kind of stuff. And though I'm not privy <laughs> to what they do for any number of reasons, uh, I, I don't know. Is there buzz about a next show? Like I haven't heard or seen hide nor hair of anything. And I always wonder about that. Um, Like what's the story going to be? How are they going to break out of this cycle of 
we do these sort of great shows that are a little too long that probably don't make money, but our audience is growing. So, but yet it, it just feels like they're sort of in this cycle of not knowing whether they're really going to, to do it or not, frankly. And I'm curious what your thoughts were on AWE. Are we going to see them sort of doing as many shows as they did in 2016 and continuing to grow that audience? Um, from what I know, and I don't claim to know much, okay, I, I don't <laughs> think they're going to run as many shows. My hope is that they do run. Uh, I believe uh, Josh Wheeler has said they will run at least three shows, but not, maybe, possibly not more than that. Um, wow. So I, I just hope they run, because I do think there there is something vital to Georgia wrestling that uh, AWE provides. It is something completely different, whether you like it or don't like it. It is different, and it does get people talking. Um, and it does bring notice to Georgia wrestling. Uh, from outside the state, it brings more notice to Georgia wrestling than any other promotion. So yeah, I, I, hope, I hope that, that AWE continues to um, to run shows and that they find a way to make it financially viable and find venues that they can run in to keep it going. Yeah. Yep, shit's hard, for sure. Um Cool. I, you know, I just noticed like a bunch of the AWE guys, the regulars, Murder and, um, you know, Kingstar, Adrian and company, um, like they're doing shows together in Indiana. Um, mm-hmm. And they also mm-hmm. clearly help out UIW. Oh, let's talk about UIW real quick. Um, obviously a promotion that sort of has gone through sort of dramatic ups and downs over the year, probably more than any other promotion, you know, where it's just crazy town right like the stories that come out of there were always crazy town and i'll give them this i think since murder has been sort of given the book there's sort of a level of stability happening at uiw um you know some people derisively call it you know awe west but i I don't know if that's quite fair i am curious what do you think is going to happen with uiw I, i mean my thought is that the song will kind of remain the same um, unless uh, murder gets mad because, you know, you're dealing with Stan and Billy Knight. And I could see a situation where that, that would be my fear is that basically um, they sort of posture uh, and alienate the guys that are kind of making them a better wrestling show, at least artistically. Well, I mean, one thing that's going to be different is the, uh, for sure, uh, is UIW trying to run Monday nights in Carrollton at this at this bar, uh, starting on what? March six with. Yeah, this is wow. this is breaking news, Steve. Breaking news. Yeah, Larry Goodman on the spot, boy. March. Yep. M- Monday, March six, UIW. Uh, uh, UIW champion Adrian Armour, and it's going to be combined roar matches too. So care they're at, they're mentioning Kara Hogan and Priscilla Kelly. So this this is Monday, March sixth, eight thirty p.m. Tickets fifteen dollars, five dollars for all University of West Georgia students. T.C. Rose Barn Grill. I gotta Drive say the, the, I I think that's a good venue for that. I uh, you know. Um, a rowdy drink them up good time Monday. Don't know about that, but um, again, it's to me, it just comes down to the fundamental problem with UIW, which is promotion. Are the people who are supposed to promote that show going to get people in to see that? Um, you know, if there's a, a, a grade, a report card that we could give to promotions for promoting booking uh, morale in the locker room and how much the fans enjoy the experience. Uh, Clearly, I mean, UIW, as far as promoting shows, pretty much has to go to summer school. Um, You know, they, they don't get the word out very effectively. And, you know, there was a time where that was a promotion that averaged 150 to 175 and um, for a regular show. 
And, you know, like, I think that bar show is a great idea. I mean, can you imagine even people who don't particularly love wrestling or whatever, you're at a bar show, you're having a few drinks and then Kara Hogan and Priscilla Kelly are throwing down. Um, yeah. That's a great atmosphere. I think it's a great atmosphere and, you know, and, and, and allowing like murder in them to like cuss their heads off to their heart's delight or whatever it is. Uh, and sort of create that sort of rowdy atmosphere. I mean, I did my share of shows and bars and it was always a great experience but it's not a great experience because I've, I mean, I've also been to bar shows here in Florida where there's 15 people there, you know, and well, that's never good. It certainly seems like a situation where they have little to lose by trying it. I mean, and mm-hmm. the, the other thing I'll say for UIW is when I look at their cards, it appears that they've got their uh, budget down and uh, aren't, you know, losing a bunch of money. Um, on, on, yeah. their, on their shows when you when I look at the lineups now. Now, they are bringing in Robbie E. for um, February 4th, but he's he's had a sort of a long-standing relationship with uh, UIW, so I don't think he's like, well, hopefully he's not charging him an arm and a leg for that. Um, but other than that, yeah, they think their budget seems pretty sane these days for their shows. Cool. Uh, I want to shift gears, completely different yeah. direction. Uh, impact whatever the hell they're calling it now. So it's not TNA, it's Impact something, Impact Wrestling something? I don't remember. Oh, Impact Wrestling Federation, right? God, that's terrible. Um, (laughs) With that Anthem logo. Horrible. Uh, Predictions, uh, fears, and hopes. I'll start. Um, My hope my hope amongst, I mean, just beyond hope is that they just get their shit together. Um, I think each sort of inception of TNA makes it, it's kind of like a copy of a copy of a copy um, where like every, every time you run that copy through the copy machine, the next one comes out with less fidelity. Um, and I think that they <laughs> suffer from that. Even when they do put it this way. So Bobby Roode wins the NXT title. Do you think that that means more than him being TNA world champion? I bet it does. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, which is hilarious, right? When you think about where NXT was and where TNA was say four, three, four years ago, where NXT was clearly like the, that's the training show, right? Nobody wanted to be on that show. You want to get to the dance and TNA was, you know, we can hang and, you know, our women wrestle better than yours. And, you know, our X division guys are fucking exciting. And now TNA is, uh, I, I, so, you know, yeah. I watch so, the so, show. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the ratings are marginally better and good. I mean, as far as predictions, mine is, one, that they'll survive like they always do, and two, <laughs> that they'll just continue to make less and less impact and be less and less vital and important to the wrestling scene. I mean, regardless of what they do, it just doesn't matter anymore i don't think i think it's there's past the point where that promotion can really matter i don't i don't see it changing i don't see it turning around not on top tv well and and i mean it's small things but again when you're impact you can't make mistakes anymore and that logo there's no way anybody felt good about that logo Right. I mean, the bird and the A and it's the centerpiece of impact. It just that has to take your heart out in the same way that I think if people are being honest with themselves, as soon as they name that league, why we wrestle and you saw that logo and there was nothing about it that sort of harkens to what was great about wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to beat the dead horse. I've hated that name since day one, and not, you know, it's hope hope it leaves soon. Well, I guess I uh, shut Steve up pretty good. Mister Platinum, are you there? Hello. 
Well, that's a hell of a way to end the show. How rude. Hello? Well, don't know what happened to Steve, so while uh, we have some dead air here. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe this is him now. Here. Yes, this is, is me Mr. here Platinum now. Back? Sorry about that. That's yes, okay. Yes. So I was just saying, uh, t- you know, TNA just, or Impact, God damn. Um, they just, they need, um, here's a word. I'll just sum it up in one word, vision. They need a vision of what that company needs to be. Are we going to go wackadoodle freaking Hardyville? Um, I'm actually okay with it, but I think they need to pick a vision and go. What makes this promotion worth watching? It's a fundamental business question. <laughs> you know, why am I going to, what's good about your product? What makes, why am I going to choose your product? Because it's wrestling? Sorry, not enough. Um, yeah. Ring when, of Honor, when I look at it, Yeah, I, yes, please. I, when, no, just one last thing on, on Impact. When I look at it, you know, it's, yeah. It's fine. It's it's it. It doesn't upset me or, or or bother me as a bad show. But it also is not like something like I've got to see Impact. You know, I mean that there's anything that really makes me want to go out of my way to see it. So you're yeah, you're starting mean, on Ring right. of Honor though. Well, I was Ring of Honor, but before I talk about Ring of Honor, it actually what you were saying reminded me of um, Lucha Underground. My fear is that they're going to be gone. My yeah. hope is that they realize that you can't make it on 100,000 smart marks um, watching a show. And my dream is that they find a way for more people to see that show. And I don't know if it's taking that show on the road um, in order that different people can see it who aren't um, wrestling fans that are sort of enjoying the layered irony of Lucha Underground. I don't see any way that that justifies the expense of that show. Um, You know, they need to attract a legit audience and I don't see that happening. Um, Although I hope it does. I do too. I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed it when I've watched it again, another, another show with an inadequate platform, but um, in a business model that has never made any sense. So, I mean, I think they've definitely added something, a, a different dimension to the wrestling scene. And I sure hope they, they stay around, but how they can make that work over the long haul, I just don't understand. You know, um, I don't get it. Um, Ring of Honor, Larry, I think I'm, I'm excited about going to Ring of Honor. I'm actually like covering it partly for the magazine, um, WrestleMania week stuff going on. And I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on Ring of Honor. I watched the tell, I got to say like, this is, this is my general take on Ring of Honor and you may disagree with some or all of this. I watch the TV show and I kind of enjoy it, but it's the kind of wrestling show. I'll just put like a thing from real life. It's the kind of wrestling show that I watch while I'm doing something else. Now, if if there's like a great match, or something, then I'll stop what I'm doing and watch. But Ring of Honor, it's never my primary destination, if that makes sense. It totally makes and, sense because that's how Impact is for me. It's the show I watch while I'm doing mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. Um, I, Ring of Honor just isn't, uh, to me, it, it, technically, I mean, I'm always blown Absolutely. away by the technical skill level of those guys um, as an aside I was watching Roderick Strong against that uh, Almas guy uh, La Sombra on the NXT uh, takeover show and I, I love mm. La Sombra in, in, in Mexico but God bless him is technically he couldn't hold a candle to Roderick Strong and it's just not on a technical level a guy like Roderick Strong is just so so outstanding and they've got so many outstanding technical wrestlers that have, that are still there and they keep finding them at, at at Ring of Honor, but there's just something missing on a star power level. Unless you just love Ring of Honor and you're a Ring of Honor fanatic, um, how can Ring of Honor make it when 
the goal of somebody is to not be at Ring of Honor. <laughs> I, the, right? I mean, if if they're being completely honest, if you're Matt Sells, you're like, cool, I want to make that Ring of Honor roster for real. But yeah. for the guys that have been there a while, the goal is obviously – I want the WWE to pick me yeah. up because I want to <laughs> make serious money. Right. But like, I mean, Gary Juster said it to me once and he's right. He's just like, what's, what's worse than being the third horse in a three horse race. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to wrestling, because it's like everybody just, t- I mean, it's like ECW, right? I mean, even the quote unquote genius of Paul Heyman about making stars and making it about the brand at the end of the day, let let me just squelch this stupid thought, right? It's never just about the brand. I don't care what promotion it is, not AWE, not PCW. It is ultimately about who works up top and do people want to see them and at ring of honor there are a host of people that will come just because it's Ring of Honor and you're guaranteed, a, you know, a, the greatest wrestling on the planet is how they promote themselves. And I don't think that that's hyperbole on one level, except right. for the fact that being engaged with the per- people who are doing the fake fighting is fundamentally what the thing is supposed to be about. And I mean, what? And I mean, the irony is not lost upon me when I'm watching Samoa Joe attack fucking Seth Rollins slash Tyler Black on WWE television, yes. right? Yes. Um, by the way, for all that like to brag, um, Samoa Joe uh, <laughs> main event Sacred Ground One. Um, so Samoa Joe's there attacking the Tyler Black, and I'm going. This is amazing. I mean, in a perfect world, this is what Ring of Honor would be able to do, right? Is sort of draw upon its own history. It doesn't get to have a history because their history is now the WWE's um, present. (laughs) You know, it's just like, oh, remember when CM Punk and Samoa Joe? Yeah. You know, like they appropriate and take all of your guys. I just don't see... Uh, I mean, Ring of Honor will just be Ring of Honor, I think. You know, it'll it'll just be at the level that it's at. My hope is that they stumble upon something that sort of captures the imagination. But gosh, even if that happens, it's really hard to imagine a guy that wouldn't take a WWE offer, you know. Right. Uh, that's why I right. kind of love Kenny Omega. There's something about Kenny Omega that feels very, um, very sort of like – Brody-ish and kind of like I kind of know my own value and I, I don't know I guess for Kenny Omega my hope is that he keeps being this guy that's well regarded and who I, I don't know if that's who he really is or if he's really good at that persona but I love guys that are just a little bit off kilter and and kind of have a fuck you chip on my shoulder attitude uh, I think that's what it takes to be special outside of the WWE in the modern era and he's got that in spades yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. And just one more thing on uh, Ring of Honor. You know, mm-hmm. they did that decade of, decade of Excellence tournament. And, you know, you had to been, have been there, you know, 10 years or at least have wrestled in, in not necessarily consecutively, but have been in Ring of Honor for 10 years. And it was kind of sad to me because, I mean, so it's Christopher Daniels, Mark Briscoe, Alex Shelley, Colt Cabana, Jushin Liger, Jay Briscoe, B.J. Whitmer. And you know, so those are the guys that are still left there that have that have hung hung in for all this all this time, and it's like wow. Um, of those guys, like you know, so they still have Lethal. I mean, and uh, Jay Briscoe. God forbid they lose them. Um, yeah, they'd really be they they'd really be up shit's creek. Yeah, who are the guys in Ring of Honor that you 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 know that you saw at center stage or otherwise who you think this guy could be the the one who, who kind of captains the ship um, or starts to captain the ship in 2017. Um, the next move up. You think Dalton Castle is going to get like the move up? Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I think, yeah, and based on crowd reaction, he certainly deserves it, and I'd, I'd like to see it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, we're, we're almost out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I think that's interesting uh, to talk about. Well, first, Larry, where, where are you going to be this weekend? Oh, boy, I wish I knew because there's three places I would like to be. I'd like, I'm curious what Southern Fried's going to do. There's Peach State, and then there's the big Georgia premiere show all on Saturday night. So I'm not sure which of those I'm going to go to. At this point, I'm sort of leaning towards Georgia premiere, but I'd like to, there's things about all three that appeal to me. So tough choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, the Super Bowl on uh, Sunday. Larry, who you got? Larry, who's, who's winning? Falcons, man. Got to be the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, I can't. As much as I despise the Falcons, and I would hate to see my feed full of people that last year were like, get rid of Matt Ryan, and this offensive coordinator is the worst, and uh, who will be trumpeting themselves as real. Fa- oh, God, it'll be nauseous. But to root for the Patriots, to me, is like rooting for leukemia. And I just can't, nobody, nobody roots for leukemia. I just can't do it. So, um, yeah, so that's going to be the big deal around this house. Um, But, yeah, WrestleMania, by the way. Oh, 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 I got to go to the Pro Bowl um, on Sunday. And it's at Mm. Camping World Stadium, the former uh, Citrus Bowl, where WrestleMania is going to be. And I got, I had a chance to actually talk to the mayor of Orlando earlier in the week um, as part of like my press pass for all this stuff, Larry, I'm making it happen, Larry. And so, uh, and, um, and, you know, I was kind of like, Oh, you know, camping world stadium. And he goes like, Oh no. He's like, we've put $200 million into that stadium and the surrounding area. You will be shocked. And he didn't lie. I was thinking like, oh, WrestleMania having to be in that building. Like I was like, huh? Because I remember the right. Super Bowl from back in the day, and it was already kind of like, right. eh. oh, um, that was a, that was a n- no, no. It's a great place to. See. It's certainly better to see it there than than the WrestleMania than it was in Atlanta. Uh, I, I think that'll be a great venue for WrestleMania. Uh, obviously, the Amway Center is where I'm assuming they're going to do you know, the hall of fame and the NXT and all that stuff. It's just, it's a great area and WrestleMania week. is going to be fun. Oh, something I'm going to go to WrestleMania week. Larry, are you ready for this? I'm ready. The, the Kevin Nash hosted uh re- pre WrestleMania party at this like oh, nightclub. <laughs> it's going to have like all these like wrestling personalities, but basically it's Kevin Nash and a bunch of his friends getting drunk and, Oh, I can't wait. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm using this press thing. Like you would not believe Larry. So I'm there for that. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to try to get the hookup to ring of honor. Um, the different indie shows that are going to be there doing their thing. I'm just, you know, I have friends coming in from out of town. A lot of people are like, oh, you're there in Florida, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I, I think I'm going to treat myself and I'm just going to have a good old wrestling week um, where I'm not responsible for any of the shows. I won't even know what that's <laughs> like. That's going to be a lot of fun for me. So lots of great stuff going to come out of that, I'm sure. So I get my selfie with Kevin Nash. That's my goal. So <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking past this one to 2000. 18 in in New Orleans, my favorite city. So I, I think that that I might just have to make that one since it's in New Orleans. Uh, might just. Have I may to do as that. well. I love New Orleans, man. Oh, we've never talked about New Orleans. Yeah, I love New Orleans. I I remember going to ECW pay per view there in November to remember where they had to they sold out the smaller building so they moved it to a much bigger one. Um, and which was a, just a wackadoo show. It had like Jake Roberts and Tommy Dreamer and all this kind of stuff on it. And, and uh, yeah, so lots of great memories of New Orleans. It's a fantastic town. I have not been there since Katrina, though. Have you? Oh, well, we, that could be a whole other discussion, but you won't recognize the place. I, personally, I like the pre-Katrina wow. New Orleans better. Um, it's become a much more um, middle-class City and hmm. a lot of some some of yeah. the character has is is not there. I mean, it's it was inevitable with Katrina that things. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's just me. So, in any case, the clock on the yep. wall says time to go. 
It's time to go. Well, we'll see you in two weeks for the tipping point, uh, where we will definitely try to line up a guest. I'm, I'm going to try to get an old timer, Larry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go into that bag of tricks where I got Ron Bass, yeah. because there's definitely other guys to talk to who are more than willing to talk to us. So I'm going I'm to aim for one of those guys, yes. Speaking of old timers, check out Peach State Pandemonium every Thursday night at 8 p.m. with Bobby Simmons, Gary Oates. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. That's terrible. Mike Norris. Let's check it out. Oh, okay. Check. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Check and check next week, three the hard way with nice with uh, Matt Hankins and uh, Big Wood. And until then, thank you for joining us on this look at 2017 in the wrestling world. And for Larry Goodman, I'm Stephen Platinum. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 